Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day. Don't forget, grab your smartphone and download the Lava Matra app and stay in touch. Guru Maharaj's message is your advantage. The following is a Sri Krishna Chaitanya book compilation given by His Holiness Jayapataka Swami Maharaj on March 30th, 2022 at New Panihati Dam in Atlanta, Georgia. USA. Today we're continuing in the Chaitanya book compilation. We hear some of them will be done in English and some of it will be done in Bengali. Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adi Lila, Chapter 7, Text 116. The Lord is like a great blazing fire, and the living entities are like small sparks of that fire. Purport. Although sparks and a big fire are both fire and both have the power to burn, the burning power of the fire and that of the spark are not the same. Why should one artificially try to become like a big fire, although by constitution he is like a small spark? It is due to ignorance. One should therefore understand that neither the Supreme Personality of Godhead nor the small spark-like Living entities have anything to do with matter, but when the spiritual spark comes in contact with the material world, his fiery quality is extinguished. That is the position of the conditioned souls. Because they are in touch with the material world, their spiritual quality is almost dead. But because these spiritual sparks are all Krishna's parts and parcels, as the Lord states in the Bhagavad Gita, Mamaibam Sad, they can revive their original position by getting free from material contact. This is pure philosophical understanding. In the Bhagavad Gita, the spiritual sparks are declared to be sanatana, eternal. Therefore, the material energy, maya, cannot affect their constitutional position. Someone may argue, why is there a need to create the spiritual sparks? The answer can be given in this way. Since the Absolute Personality of Godhead is omnipotent, he has both unlimited and limited potencies. This is the meaning of omnipotent. To become omnipotent, he must have 
not only unlimited potencies, but limited potencies also. Thus, to exhibit his omnipotency, he displays both. The living entities are endowed with limited potency, although they are part of the Lord. The Lord displays the spiritual world by his unlimited potencies, whereas by his limited potencies, the material world is displayed. In the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 7, text 5, the Lord says, Aparyam itastvam anyam prakritim vidi me param jivabhutam mahabaho yayetham daryate jagat. Besides these inferior energies, O mighty armed Arjuna, there is another superior energy of mind, which comprises all living entities who are exploiting the resources of this material, inferior nature. The Jiva Bhuta, the living entities, control this material world with their limited potencies. Generally, people are bewildered by the activities of scientists and technologists. Due to Maya, they think that there is no need of God and that they can do everything and anything, but actually they cannot. Since this cosmic manifestation is limited, their existence is also limited. Everything in this material world is limited. And for this reason, there is creation, sustenance, and dissolution. However, in the world of unlimited energy, the spiritual world, there is neither creation nor destruction. If the personality of Godhead did not possess both limited and unlimited energies, he could not be called omnipotent. Anor aniyan mahato mahiyan. The Lord is smaller than the smallest and greater than the greatest. He is smaller than the smallest in the form of the living entities and greater than the greatest in his form of Krishna. If there were no one to control, there would be no meaning to the conception of the supreme controller, Ishvara, just as there is no meaning to a king without his subjects. If all the subjects became king, there would be no distinction between the king and an ordinary citizen. Thus, for the Lord to be the supreme controller, there must be a creation to control. The basic principle for the existence of the living entities is called chitvilas, or spiritual pleasure. The omnipotent Lord displays his pleasure potency as the living entities. The Lord is described in the Vedanta Sutra 1.1.12 as Anandamayobhyasat. He is by nature the reservoir of all pleasures. And because he wants to enjoy pleasure, there must be energies to give him pleasure or supply him the impetus for pleasure. This is the perfect philosophical understanding of the absolute truth. So, because Krishna is omnipotent, because Krishna is omnipotent, therefore he has small and big energies. Therefore he has small. As Prabhupada explained, if a king doesn't have any subjects, there's no meaning to him being a king. So the Supreme Lord is all-powerful because... So the Supreme Lord is all-powerful because... He has small particles. Because he has small particles. And uh, living entities are 
The living entities are the servants of the Lord. So, actually, if we understand how we are the servitors of Krishna, we get another So, if we can actually understand how we are the servitors of Krishna, then we get unlimited happiness. But if we think that we are the Lord, then that is when we get bewildered. So, Lord Chaitanya is many things my body, sannyasis. So Lord Chaitanya is explaining these things to the Mayavad sannyasis. And it must be something that they haven't learned before. Adi Lila, chapter 7, text 117. Jeeva Shakti, Krishna Shakti Matatta, Jeeva Tatta Shakti, Krishna Tatta Shakti Man, Gita Vishnu Puranadi, Tahate Praman. The living entities are energies, not the energetic. The energetic is Krishna. This is very vividly described in the Bhagavad Gita, the Vishnu Purana, and other Vedic literatures. Purport. As already explained, there are three prashtanas on the path of advancement in spiritual knowledge, namely, Nyaya Prashtana, Vedanta philosophy, Shruti Prashtana, the Upanishads, and Vedic mantras, and Smriti Prashtana the Bhagavad Gita, Mahabharata, Puranas, etc. Unfortunately, Mayavadi philosophers do not accept the Smriti, Prashtana. Smriti refers to the conclusions drawn from the Vedic evidence. Sometimes Mayavadi philosophers do not accept the authority of the Bhagavad Gita and the Puranas. And this is called Arda Kukuti, Nyaya, the logic of a half-hen. If one believes in the Vedic literatures, one must accept all the Vedic literatures recognized by the great Acharyas. But the Mayavadi philosophers accept only the Nyaya Prasthana and Shruti Prasthana, rejecting the Smriti Prasthana. Here, however, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu cites evidence from the Gita, Vishnu Purana, etc., which are Smriti Prasthana. No one can avoid the personality of Godhead in the statements of the Bhagavad Gita and other Vedic literatures, such as the Mahabharata and the Puranas. Lord Chaitanya, therefore, quotes a passage from the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 7, text 5. Lord Chaitanya taught Smriti Prashtana. And Srimad Bhagavatam and other Smriti Shastra are utilized in Lord Chaitanya's teachings. It's 
In the Bhakti Vedanta degree, it is all from the Srimad Bhagavatam. So the Srimad Bhagavatam is God's most important of all the Shastra. So the Srimad Bhagavatam is for us the most important of all the Shastra. But my values do not accept the Smriti but the Mayavadis do not accept the Smriti Prasthana. Adi Lila chapter 7, text 118. Srimad Bhagavad Gita 7, 5. O Poreo Mitos Tanyam Prokitim Vidime Param Jiva Bhutam Mahabaho Yaedam Dharyate Jagat. Translation, besides these inferior energies, O mighty armed Arjuna, there is another superior energy of mind, which comprises the living entities who are exploiting the resources of this material inferior nature. Purport. In the Bhagavad Gita, it is explained that the five elements, earth, water, fire, air, and ether, constitute the gross energy of the absolute truth, and that there are also three subtle energies, namely the mind, intelligence, and false ego, or identification with the phenomenal world. Thus, the entire cosmic manifestation is divided into eight energies, all of which are inferior. As explained in the Bhagavad Gita, Mama Maya Dharatyaya, the inferior energy known as Maya is so strong that although the living entity does not belong to this energy, due to the superior strength of the inferior energy, the living entity Jiva Bhuta forgets his real position and identifies with it. Krishna says distinctly, that beyond the material energy, there's a superior energy, which is known as the Jiva Bhuta, or living entities. When in contact with the material energy, the superior energy conducts all the activities of the entire material phenomenal world. The supreme cause is Krishna, Janmadhyaya Asyayata, who is the original of all energies, which work variously. The Supreme Personality of Godhead has both inferior and superior energies, and the difference between them is that the superior energy is factual, whereas the inferior energy is a reflection of the superior. A reflection of the sun in a mirror or on water appears to be the sun, but it is not. Similarly, the material world is but a reflection of the spiritual world. Although it appears to be factual, it is not. It is only a temporary reflection, whereas the spiritual world is a factual reality. The material world with its gross and subtle forms is merely a reflection of the spiritual world. The living entity is not a product of the material energy. He is spiritual energy, but in contact with matter, he forgets his identity. Thus, the living entities identifies himself with matter and enthusiastically engages in material activities in the guise of a technologist, scientist, philosopher, etc. He does not know that he is not at all a material product, but is spiritual. His real identity thus being lost he struggles very hard in, in the material world, and the Hare Krishna movement, Krishna consciousness movement, is trying to revive his original consciousness. His activities in manufacturing big skyscrapers are evidence of intelligence, but this kind of intelligence is not at all advanced. He should know that his only real concern is how to get free from material contact, for by absorbing his mind in material activities, he takes material bodies again and again. And although he falsely claims to be very intelligent in material consciousness, he is not at all intelligent. 
when we speak about the Krishna consciousness movement, which is meant to make people intelligent, the conditioned living entity therefore misunderstands it. He is so engrossed in the material concept of life that he does not think there can be any activities that are actually based on intelligence beyond the construction of skyscrapers and big roads and the manufacturing of cars. This is proof of maya parita gyan, or loss of all intelligence due to the influence of maya. When a living entity is freed from such misconceptions, he is called liberated. When one is actually liberated, he no longer identifies with the material world. The symptom of mukti, liberation, is that one engages in spiritual activities instead falsely engaging in material activities. Transcendental loving devotional service is the spiritual activity of the spirit soul. Mayavadi philosophers confuse such spiritual activity with material activity, but the Bhagavad Gita chapter 1426 confirms, One who engages in the spiritual activities of unalloyed devotional service, avyavyachiran bhakti, is immediately elevated to the transcendental platform, and he is to be considered Brahmabhuta, which indicates that he is no longer in the material world, but is in the spiritual world. Devotional service is enlightenment or awakening. When the living entity perfectly performs spiritual activities under the direction of the spiritual master, he becomes perfect in knowledge and understands that he is not God, but a servitor of God. As explained by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Jivara Swarupahai Krishnara Nityadas, the real identity of the living entity is that he is an eternal servant of the Supreme. From Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhya Lila, Chapter 20, Text 108. As long as one does not come to this conclusion, he must be in ignorance. This is also confirmed by the Lord in the Bhagavad Gita, Chapter 7, Text 19. Vahunam Janmanamante Gyanavan Mam Prapadyate. After many births of struggling for existence and cultivating knowledge, when one comes to the point of real knowledge, he surrenders unto me. Such an advanced Mahatma, or great soul, is very rarely to be seen. Thus, although the Mayavadi philosophers appear to be very much advanced in knowledge, they are not yet perfect. To come to the point of perfection, they must voluntarily surrender to Krishna. Philosophers uh, identify themselves and think that they're the God. The Mayavadi philosophers identify themselves and think that they are God. I remember how Srila Prabhupada in 1969 he arrived in Boston. I remember how Srila Prabhupada in 1969. He arrived in Boston. There are many devotees offered him garlands. And uh, he took the garlands off his neck and they offered more. And he took the garlands off his neck and then they offered more. They took those garlands off his neck. He took those garlands off his neck. And they offered more. I said that a spiritual master is offered a stick like the Supreme Personality. 
He said that the spiritual master is offered respect like the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But he doesn't think that he is God. But he doesn't think that he is God. If he thinks he's God, G-O-D. If he thinks he is God, G-O-D. He's not God, he's D-O-G. He's a dog. He's a dog. I saw how God was the devotees. Even though I only have respect, he would always sing in a humble state of mind. So Prabhupada was saying that although the devotees may offer him respect, he is always staying in a humble state of mind. And so, the Krishna is the Supreme Person on He always is in a transcendental position. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and he is always in a transcendental position. But some devotees, uh, they misunderstand and think that they themselves are Narayana. But some devotees, they misunderstand and they think that they themselves are Narayan. The Mayavadi sannyasis would call themselves as Narayan. So this is a mistake that they do. So this is a mistake that they do. And as a body, should always stay in a humble state of mind. A devotee should always stay in a humble state of mind. And we see how the Supreme Person Godhead is um, acting transcendentally. We see how the Supreme Personality of Godhead is acting transcendentally. Well, we tend to act in the material energy. Well, we tend to act in the material energy. And uh, as a result, we get confused. As a result, we get confused. So we should be very careful to take on the service of the Lord and not so we should be very careful to take up the service of the Lord and not think that we are the Lord. Chapter 7, text 119. <laughs> Translation, the potency of Lord Vishnu is summarized in three categories. Namely, the spiritual potency, the living entities, and ignorance. The spiritual potency is full of knowledge. The living entities, although belonging to the spiritual potency, are subject to bewilderment. 
And the third energy, which is full of ignorance, is always visible in fruitive activities. Purport. This is a quotation from the Vishnu Purana 6761. In the previous verse, quoted from the Bhagavad Gita, it has been established that the living entities are to be categorized among the Lord's potencies. The Lord is potent, and there are varieties of potencies. Parasya Shaktir Vividhaiva Shruyate. Now, in this quotation from the Vishnu Purana, this is further confirmed. There are varieties of potencies, and they have been divided into three categories, namely spiritual, marginal, and external. The spiritual potency is manifested in the spiritual world. Krishna's form, qualities, activities, and entourage are all spiritual. This is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 4, text 6, Ajopi san avhyayatma, bhutanam ishvaropi san, prakritim svamadishtaya, sambhavam yatma mayaya. Although I am unborn and my transcendental body never deteriorates, and although I am the Lord of all living entities, by my spiritual potency, I still appear in every millennium in my original transcendental form. Atma Maya refers to the spiritual potency. When Krishna comes to this or any other universe, he does so with his spiritual potency. We take birth by the force of the material potency, but as stated here with reference to the Vishnu Purana, the Kshetra Gya, or living entity, belongs to the spiritual potency. Thus, when we free ourselves from the clutches of material potency, we can also enter the spiritual world. The material potency is the energy of darkness or complete ignorance of spiritual activities. In the material potency, the living entity engages himself in fruitive activities, thinking that he can be happy through expansion in terms of material energy. This fact is prominently manifest in this age of Kali because human society, not understanding the spiritual nature, is busily expanding in material activities. The men of the present day are almost unaware of their spiritual identity. They think that they are products of the elements of the material world and that everything will end with the annihilation of the body. Therefore, they conclude that as long as one has a material body consisting of material senses, one should enjoy the senses as much as possible. Since they are atheists, they do not care whether there is a next life. Such activities are described in this verse as avidya karma samgyanya. The material energy is separated from the material spiritual energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Thus, although it is originally created by the Supreme Lord, he is not actually present within it. The Lord also confirms in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 9, text 4, Matsthani Sarva Bhutani, everything is resting on me. This indicates that everything is resting on his own energy. For example, the planets are resting within outer space, which is the separated energy of Krishna. The Lord explains in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 7, text 4, Bhumira po nalo bhayu kammano bhudhir evacha ahankara ityam me bhina prakritir astadha. Earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, and false ego. Altogether, these eight constitute my separated material energies. The separated energy acts as if it were independent, but here it is said that although such energies are certainly factual, they are not independent, but merely separated. The separated energy can be understood from a practical example. I compose books by speaking into a dictaphone. And when the dictaphone is replayed, it appears that I am speaking personally, but actually I am not. I spoke personally, but then the dictaphone tape, which is separate from me, acts exactly like me. 
Similarly, the material energy originally emanates from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but it acts separately, although the energy is supplied by the Lord. This is also explained in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 9, text 10. Maya dhyakshena prakriti shuyate sa chara charam. This material nature is working under my direction, O son of Kunti, and it is producing all moving and unmoving beings. Under the guidance or superintendence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the material energy works as if independent, although it is not actually independent. In this verse from the Vishnu Purana, the total energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is classified in three divisions, namely the spiritual or internal potency of the Lord, the marginal potency or kshetrigya, the living entity, and the material potency, which is separated from the Supreme Personality of Godhead and appears to act independently. When Srila Vyasadeva, by meditation and self-realization, saw the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he also saw the separated energy of the Lord standing behind him. Apashya purusham purnam mayam cha tad apashrayam. Vyasadeva also realized that it is this separated energy of the Lord, the material energy, that covers the knowledge of the living entities. Yaya samo hito jiva atmanam tri gunatmakam. The separated material energy bewilders the living entities, jivas, and thus they work very hard under its influence, not knowing that they are not fulfilling their mission in life. Unfortunately, most of them think that they are the body and should therefore enjoy the material senses irresponsibly, since when death comes, everything will be finished. This atheistic philosophy also flourished in India, where it was sometimes propagated by Charvaka Muni, who said, Krinam kritva gritam pivet, yavaj jiveta sukam jivet, vashmi bhutasya dehasya kutapunar agamano bhavet. His theory was that as long as one lives, one should eat as much ghee as possible. In India, ghee, clarified butter, is a basic ingredient in preparing many varieties of food. Since everyone wants to enjoy nice food, Charvaka Muni advised that one eat as much ghee as possible. One may say, I have no money. How shall I purchase ghee? Charvaka Muni, however, says, if you have no money, then beg, borrow, or steal, but in some way, secure ghee and enjoy life. For one who further objects that he will be <clears throat> held accountable for such unauthorized activities as begging, borrowing, and stealing, Charvaka Muni replies, you will not be held responsible. As soon as your body is burned to ashes after death, everything is finished. This is called ignorance. From the Bhagavad Gita, it is understood that one does not die with the annihilation of his body. The annihilation of one body involves changing to another. Therefore, to perform irresponsible activities in the material world is very dangerous. Without knowledge of the spirit soul and its transmigration, people are allured by the material energy to engage in many such activities. As if one could become happy simply by dint of material knowledge without reference to spiritual existence. Therefore, the entire material world and its activities are referred to as avidya karma samgyanya in order to dissipate the ignorance of the human beings who work under the material energy which is separated from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Lord comes down to revive the original nature of spiritual activities, yadha yadha hi dharmasya glanir bhavati bharata. 
As soon as they deviate from their original nature, the Lord comes to teach them. Sarva dharman parityaja, mame kam sharanam praja. My dear living entities, give up all material activities and simply surrender unto me for protection. From Bhagavad Gita, chapter 18, text 66. It is the statement of Charvakamuni that one should beg, borrow, or steal money to purchase ghee and enjoy life. Rinam kritva gritam pibet. Thus, even the greatest atheist of India recommends that one eat ghee, not meat. No one could conceive of human beings eating meat like tigers and dogs, but men have become so degraded that they are just like animals and can no longer claim to have a human civilization. Morally, fifth candle, fifth chapter of the Bhagavatam. In the fifth canto, fifth chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Vishaldev uh, is instructing his hundred sons. Rishadev is instructing his hundred sons. They should do uh, some austerities. That they should do some austerities. You see, uh, he was maybe in Satya Yuga. He was maybe in Satya Yuga. Lord Chaitanya, he came here in this age of Kali. Lord Chaitanya, he came here in this age of Kali. We sing here in Nupanihati. We stay here in Nupanihati. The song sung by Lochandas Thakur. I said Savavataro Sarasiramani Kila Ananda Kanda. Savayavatara Sarvasiramani Kevala Ananda Kanda. So uh, in this age of Kali, Lord Chaitanya has given us a very simple process. In this age of Kali, Lord Chaitanya has given us a very simple process. That we chant Hare Krishna, we dance, we feast. We chant Hare Krishna, we dance, we feast. And we avoid breaking the four regular principles. And we avoid breaking the four regular principles. Uh, and this way, uh, we can achieve the spiritual world. In this way, we can achieve the spiritual world. But unfortunately, the people in general don't realize this. Unfortunately, the people in general don't realize this. So we're trying to, to uh, awaken them to their real position. So we're trying to awaken them to their real position. And uh, the uh, human form of life is meant to understand our eternal relationship with Krishna. The human form of life is meant to understand our eternal relationship with Krishna. So, Lord Chaitanya is teaching this to the my body sannyas. So Lord Chaitanya is teaching this to the Mayavadi sannyasis. And uh, it's, it's having a very great 
effect. And it's having a very great effect. So, like this, we have to be able to allow preaching to atheists and mundane people. So, like this, we have to be capable of preaching to atheists and mundane people. They can understand they are not the material body, they are a spirit soul. That they can understand they are not the material body, they are spirit soul. Thank you very much for your participating in this Chaitanya Lila class. Thank you very much for your participating in this Chaitanya Lila class. And uh, Lord Chaitanya, he, uh, he was teaching my bodies, everyone, what the actual position of the living entity is. Lord Chaitanya, he was teaching my bodies and everyone what the actual position of the living entity is. And how is all how they became very positive. And the result became very positive. They had not heard these things before. They had not heard these things before. So, this way, Lord Chaitanya, he spoke to the Mayavadi sannyasis. In this way, Lord Chaitanya spoke to the Mayavadi sannyasis. And, uh, uh, so this way we we engage ourselves in the service of Lord Krishna. And in this way we engage ourselves in the service of Lord Krishna. Thank you for watching our videos. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day, and don't forget to like and share our channel.